So maybe we should say thank you to to get the conversation going on. So again, I, I think I know I can I can say how to say thank you in Malay. So this yeah. would be a great feature, which is uh, terima kasih. Exactly, and, that's right. Yeah. And in Bangkok Thai, it is kopken kab. So. Wow. It's, in Spanish, I would say for all of you, it's gracias. <laughs> in Portuguese, it is obrigado. And, uh, and then now we need in your own language, Gaurav. Yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit uh, tough. I will say it's dhanyavad. Uh, wow, wow. That, that's one I would need a lot of repetition. But by the way, the, the yeah. same year in, in, in Bangkok and in Kuala Lumpur, so it was a lot yeah. of repetition yep. <laughs> until yeah. I got there. So I'm sure that I can learn that. Could you repeat again, if you don't mind? It's Dhanya Wad. Okay. Oh, awesome. Maybe I will just write in the chat. Yes, it, it helps a lot. It's only when I see it, um, when I when I see I, I can start repeating. Dhanya Wad. Dhanya Wad. Almost, yeah. almost there. You see, I'm, I'm getting a, a professional on saying hello and uh, thank you. Yeah, and we are live. So welcome to our audience globally. So today we are based in Bangkok, concluding our Asian Skill Up Academy roadshow. So it's been a lot of fun just coming out of Abba Talent, where we run the workshop. And we are here with an amazing panel, uh, Skill Up Heroes. So Skill Up Heroes, where we bring the best minds with the best real life experiences when it comes to scaling up businesses. They are heroes that took on difficult odds and live to tell the tale. So your host, Ryan Fallen, is taking some days off and that's why you are seeing myself, Mike. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm here with you today to discuss scaling product. Um, in order to see another episodes of Skill Up Academy and of the Skill Up Heroes podcast, you can visit skillupacademy.io uh, slash heroes and you'll get access to all the podcasts or on our Facebook page where you are now. And yeah, feel free to see all the weekly podcasts that we cover different topics of some of the best skill ups uh, from San Francisco to New York, uh, Madrid, uh, Berlin, uh, Singapore, Malaysia, Etc. Etc. So um, I will just introduce uh, and thank you so much to our panel today and uh, our moderator Ivy and the head of products at uh, iMoney Group. And Ivy, thanks so much for joining us today. And feel free to run the show. Right. Thanks, Mike. Very excited to be here. So let me just give a quick intro about myself. I'm Ivy One, the head of product at iMoney iMoney is a financial comparison website. We aim to educate consumers on financial matters, help people compare and apply for financial products on our website, like a credit card or a personal loan. So iMoney is based in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, and we operate across four markets in Southeast Asia, and we are present in Malaysia, Singapore, Indonesia, and Philippines. So that's a quick introduction about myself. With me today, I have three panelists. So let's get to a round of introduction. Uh, let's start with Blanca. Okay, well, uh, first of all, thanks for having me. Uh, it's always great to have the opportunity to uh, learn from others and share our experiences. Uh, so, well, I'm currently leading the product team uh, at Spotahome. 
the product team it's uh, made of product managers and uh, UX uh, in our case. Uh, and to tell you a little bit more about Pota Home, we are an uh, online uh, rental site for mid to long term accommodation. And uh, our mission since we started four years ago is to reinvent uh, the real estate. We want to make it more transparent, to make it fair, uh, make it just uh, instant and um, easier in general for everyone that is involved in the rental process. So that means landlords and tenants. Um, in order to provide that transparency, we have a team of what we call home checkers, uh, which is a team uh, of people that visit in person our properties and they verify uh, them and then they create virtual tours uh, of our properties providing uh, high quality material like photos, uh, 360 videos, HD uh, videos, so that our uh, users don't need to visit the property in person. Uh, so we are located in Madrid, uh, but we have uh, properties around uh, 33 cities in 17 countries. Uh, and we recently received, uh, uh, raised uh, a funding round of 40 uh, million by, led by Kleiner Perkins. Overall, we've raised, I think, about $72 million so far. So this is really putting us in a good position to prepare to continue to scale. Uh, yes, that's very good. Congratulations on the funding. Thank okay, um, next, let's uh, get a round of introduction from Rafa. Yes, uh, well, first of all, uh, hi everyone. Um, I'm very happy to be part of this panel with you guys. Uh, I'm Rafa Polito, I'm the VP of product at uh, Geoblink. Uh, so we are a location intelligence uh, startup. We are based in Madrid. We're targeting uh, the Spanish market, the French market and the UK. Uh, so our product is changing how retail companies, real estate companies and FMGG companies uh, work and how they make decisions using mainly big data uh, and advanced analytic uh, techniques uh, like machine learning, um, for example. Uh, so um, what we do is basically we remove all the complexity with these techniques and we allow our clients to make better decisions uh, using this advanced technology. Uh, so for example, uh, with retailers, we help them uh, identify the best location for their next opening, for example, mm -hmm. or for FMCG companies, uh, we help them uh, define the product mix for each one of the point of sales. Uh, so as a company, we're growing fast, uh, which is past the, the 50 people mark, uh, which has got the Series A recently as well. Uh, so the product team is, uh, at the moment, is three product uh, managers and three product designers. Uh, although the tech leads, they play a, a huge role. They are very close to the, to the product team as well. Great. You, again, congratulations on your uh, Series A. Okay, next, uh, Gaurav, would you like to say a little bit about yourself? Sure, yeah. Again, uh, first of all, thank you very much. Uh, it's great to be in the like-minded people. Uh, I'm looking forward to the session. So yeah, my name is Gaurav. I am basically in Berlin and I'm working for Zipset. It's a, an online mobile laundry and dry cleaning company. So we are based out of three cities, London, Berlin and Paris. And we are in the Berlin office and I am responsible for the product, both front-end, which is customer applications, and the back-end, which I will say is kind of the core of our business, uh, because we are kind of trying to solve the logistical problem. Uh, you have to imagine that every time we are uh, doing a order, we are going one time to do the pickup and second time to do the drop-off. So we have to really kind of optimize our whole process of supply chain to make sure that we are saving on every single cent because that matters. 
So we are, I will say, a small team. Uh, we are around, if I just talk about IT product, we are around 13 people with one, uh, myself heading the product, and then there are IT engineers, then there are backend guys, uh, there are front-end iOS, Android native guys, and then there are two junior product managers with whom we have, uh, we are building up a, a product. We are planning to expand into different European cities uh, by end of this year and early next year. So looking forward to maybe go into Madrid and say hello to Rafa and Blanca. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Gaurav. Okay. So let me give a brief overview about today's session. So as product leaders, we have a vision, a roadmap on how to build the product and how the business will be in the next three months, six months and 12 months. Now comes the delivery of the roadmap. In the first few months of a startup, you know, the decision is fairly straightforward. The focus will be on building new stuff and growth. But as you mature, other parts of the business comes into play. So you have application maintenance, server maintenance, production bugs, customer feedback. So today we will, we will get insights from three product leaders on how to structure a product team to support the business as it scales. All right, so let's dive into the first question. How do you organize your product team to deliver new initiatives and at the same time balance against the BAU operational maintenance and bugs? Um, Rafa, would you start? Uh, yeah, sure. So here at GeoLink, what we do is we organize the teams around the product initiatives. Uh, mm -hmm. So we have cross-functional squads uh, with a clear mission. And then within those squads, we have different roles. Uh, three of them are quite important. So one is the, the product manager who is more business focused in a way. We, we have the product designer role, which is helping us uh, to really understand the user and, and doing the validation of the prototyping and, and so on. Uh, and then uh, the technical manager, which is the link uh, from the technical team to make sure that first, uh, our ideas is something that we can build. Uh, and then more importantly, it's something that we can maintain and especially scale very fast. Uh, as the company grows, you know, we, we need to be able to, to scale the product. Uh, apart from this uh, way of organizing the teams, um, we have specific roles linked to specific people. So mm -hmm. one role which is very important for us is the, the owner of the product market fit for a country. Uh, and it's very important because um, that role it collects all the feedback from the different stakeholders for that specific country. Uh, it's helping with the rollout of new features, is analyzing the competitors, getting the intelligence uh, from, from the market. And it's also dealing with all these operational requests and all these, you know, mm -hmm. all this noise. Uh, and I think in my opinion, really helps to, um, for the team, for the rest of the team to really focus on what's important rather than, you know, the urgent stuff, which is like a lot of noise. Yeah, most of the time, every, every feedback that comes from the business, everything is urgent, right? So a role like this definitely helps uh, and it makes sense. Right, uh, thanks. Um, Gaurav, would you go next on explaining how you structure the team? Yeah, sure. So uh, what we do uh, here at Subset is we follow something like a principle which was originated in Silicon Valley, I will say, the principle of OKRs. So what we do is that we collect every quarter our main OKRs, what we want to do. And this is where the whole, I will say, thing matters. How? Because we do talk to a lot of users. We do talk to our customers. So users who are, for example, our drivers or our facility yeah. guys and the customers who are using our apps or website to place orders. And then we try to find out 
like the melting point where we have to you know go further and further to improve our business kpis because every time you can see that there are the whole business linked to one or two major kpis which we want to improve and then we find out the top level uh, of course based on different factors such as how much return on investment it will be how much time it will take what is the value add going to be etc etc so and then we collect a list of let's say product initiatives and the ideas and then we work out around on it then we divide our team so for example if i am the one who is let's say doing something like feature one then i completely work with my engineering team and similarly the other guy who is doing feature two he's working on his team so this is how we divide our uh, i will say okrs and the product initiatives and then the bugs and all these things are definitely the part of the whole i will say ecosystem and sometimes you have to really prioritize them because if they are really critical let's say a customer is not able to pay or something this we need to definitely fix uh, so this we put in our for example existing sprint and uh continue the existing sprint let's say next week or something like that it depends on the flow how it is so right. a kind of a rough overview of how the things we are working on right thanks for sharing so garav you're saying that um in in zipjet um teams are structured around okrs at the same yep. time there will be you know maintenance production bugs and these will be yep. absorbed by the same team and just uh, planned according to their sprint backlog and prioritized accordingly right yep. Thanks for sharing. Very good. Um, okay, Blanca, how about uh, Spot at Home? Well, first thing uh, I have to say that our team structure has evolved a lot since mm -hmm. we started four years ago. So okay. at the beginning, there was just one team. It was made of engineers. So they were actually playing the dual role of being an engineer and a product manager. And then we started splitting uh, into different responsibilities. And like one year and a half ago, we introduced okay. the role of the product managers. Mm -hmm. uh, so at the moment, our current structure is uh, organized in two big areas. Uh, so the first area is the customer area, where uh, we have teams that are focused on providing features and looking after the end-to-end -end experience of our end customers. So that would mean our tenants and our landlords. And then we have other teams that belong to the operational uh, area uh, who are building uh, features uh, for our internal uh, uh, users. So that would be our home checkers that we mentioned earlier and our internal agents. So this way, having two different areas of responsibility, we ensure that we can progress on uh, end uh, features from the end users, while in parallel, we can progress building uh, our uh, internal systems and our tools uh, for our agents. So uh, apart from that, we also have a platform team that normally we're trying to, this, that this team goes like one step ahead so that they are preparing the platform for scalability, for efficiency. Uh, so, so we have teams working on actual features and teams working on the platform. So when it comes to bugs, uh, normally what we do is per sprint, we allocate some time for bugs. And as Graf said, uh, if there's something urgent, we, make, we obviously make room for it. Uh, and then uh, we also allow some time in our roadmaps, which uh, we, we prepare every six weeks uh, for technical depth. Uh, mm -hmm. So that we also ensure that we're not building that technical depth that will ultimately create more bugs uh, as, as it grows. So this is the way we more or less organize uh, our day to day. So were you uh, involved in the evolve, evolution from engineering team, you know, to splitting to product manager? How was that like? 
So, well, I've been here for six months, uh, but it's uh, but when I joined is when we actually split the products and technology as two different orgs. Okay. Uh, uh, so we now have a head uh, leading the product team and a head leading the technology team, which uh, he was our, with one of the uh, founders, uh, Brian, and uh, he's the CTO as well. And I, I have to say it's working really well. Uh, and what I really like is that the engineers uh, that work at Spot at Home, because they were actually owning the product since the beginning, and the majority of them, you can see how engaged they are in the product mm -hmm. because we, they were making those type of decisions at the beginning. So it's easy to work with them. In oh, that case. Yeah. Very good to know that the transition is very smooth. Usually a split like that would have some sort of friction, but glad to know that it's working out very well for you. <laughs> It's working well in terms of ownership. Obviously, there's yeah. some friction sometimes because it's also like now decisions are being made by different people in some cases. So, but we are all nice people and we, we solve our issues. <laughs> okay, that's good. Yeah, so at, at Geoblink, we have kind of similar structure where we have a VP of tech and VP of product. And one of the things that is really important is uh, communication between us. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. you know, we spend, we put the effort to, you know, organize and share our, our thoughts and the problems and figure out the things together. Uh, otherwise, it feels like, you know, okay, I have this idea, let's do it. And then, you know, it's, it's like most of the time we discuss things together and we mm -hmm. make decisions together for, yeah. for the, you know, for the better for the company. That's good. Um, in Jubling, did you actually go through an evolution of the structure or it, it was this structure from day one? Oh, no, no. Yeah, it's been changing quite a lot ah. as you grow. And um, so before it was like just like a small team with like a couple of people uh, doing pretty much everything. Uh, and then so as we, we were growing and we were defining, you know, a more ambitious strategy, uh, we figure out that, you know, we have to, ownership is very important, right? Mm -hmm. So you have to make sure that the teams are split properly and they, they feel like they have the tools to make decisions. Otherwise, you don't go fast. Uh, so it's been evolving quite a lot and it will evolve. I mean, this, you know, that, that's just one step. Yeah. Correct. Um, Gaurav, how about your side? When did you start to adopt uh, OKR? Is it something recent or it's been quite some time now? I will say it's quite some time now. So at least I am here since now two years and few months. And since my day, f uh, I mean, first day, we are doing everything around OKRs. So we are quite focused on that part. And uh, yeah, I will kind of share the same feeling like Rafa. So in the beginning also, we had kind of unorganized structure where everyone was almost doing everything because we were a small team, but we wanted to, for example, launch in different cities. We wanted to launch 10 features in parallel. Yeah, so And later we kind of moved into that, okay, this OKR is owned by, let's say two, three people. This OKR is owned by two, three people. So we made more I will say structured changes uh, around that, yeah. And now also then we around play around uh, along with the KPI. So for example, if I am doing OKR one, I know that this is my KPI, and I will be having a look back when I uh, release that feature. And of course, there is minus and plus on which you have to optimize. So yeah, kind yeah. of getting more structure, many more steps to go, but yeah, getting there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Good. Thanks, Kara. So that gives a nice segue into our next question, which is um, the KPI. 
So, um, Gaurav, in your case, it will be quite interesting because um, as OKRs change on a quarterly basis, as you mentioned, um, KPI for the team or the person will also change. So, can you talk to us a little bit about how do you set the KPI for the product managers in your case? Yeah, so definitely, like I said, for every uh, every OKR or every section, we have different KPIs. So, for example, if my uh, mission or vision or my daily life thing is to make sure that we are able to retain the customers or we are you know, not allowing the churn of the customers or we are allowing the new customers to stay in or having less drops, having less bounce rate, all those things. Definitely that depends on the different parts of the OKRs. But if I have to really say that one metric which we follow or North Star, how they say it, is going to be e-commerce conversion rate. Because if you will see that under this, then I have the whole funnel covered from end to end. And then based on this, I can, if I want to, for example, split it, on granular level or from level zero to the level where I want to go, I can cover all the metrics, whether they are vanity metrics or the metrics which really depends or on the part of the user journey where I am, then it all is covered under that. So in nutshell, yes, we have one major metric to focus on, which is for example, for the product team, because in the end, conversion rate covers everything that how much orders we are able to place on number of sessions we got. So we kind of get the feeling that how many we lost, how many we gained, And then it gives me a clear picture on how much, for example, optimization I can do uh, on daily basis, on weekly basis, or different A-B test, for example, and then see the results. So yeah, this is going to be my uh, take on that. All right. Um, Rafa, how about yourself? Does everyone in a product team have the same KPI? How about the KPI for product designers, for example? Yeah, well, uh, it's funny because we are also using OKRs. Uh, ah, okay. So the OKRs are not uh, like a specific, like for one person or one role. Mm -hmm. uh, they are more for the squad. Uh, so, um, you know, what we do is we, we define... Uh, for the next three months, uh, the objectives. Uh, and we do that, you know, talking a lot with the rest of the stakeholders of the company. So it's, you know, something that is a, it's going to have a high impact for the business. Uh, and then it's quite, they are quite open. Uh, so it's not like a specific roadmap of features, those things. Uh, and then they really help us to align uh, the different teams and, and set the, the scope uh, for each one of them. So at the end of the quarter, then you can look back and say like, okay, that was the expectation for the team. Uh, and then, you know, you can measure and learn things that went wrong and well uh, and whatnot. Um, so there's, there's one good point, which is revenue. Uh, so we are a B2B business. Uh, mm -hmm. So one of the questions that uh, pops up from time to time is uh, the, for the product teams, uh, should we take like, um, a specific revenue targets on, on our side. Yeah. Uh, so in, in our case, uh, we are not taking, we are not the owners of the revenue. So we are not taking uh, those targets ourselves. Also, most of the time as a part of the go-to-market strategy, there is the commercial angle and there are some metrics that we look at, but we are not the, the owners of those, uh, mm -hmm. of those metrics. Um, but I guess uh, one thing that we do with the OKRs is we set OKRs that are, are cross between teams. So for example, uh, 
one of the key results could be uh, how effective our product marketing materials are uh, supporting the, 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 the sales process, for example. And there's a survey that the, the, the sales guy have to, you know, provide an answer. Uh, and it's somehow measuring, you know, how effective we are uh, helping the sales process. That at the end, you know, it's the, the end goal of the business is to, you know, grow and make more revenue and keep growing. That's good. Yeah, I like the notion of OKR where it kind of aligns everybody regardless of your different roles towards a single uh, common goal that you want to achieve for the quarter. So that's really, really good. Um, Blanca, how about yourself? Um, so yours is a marketplace. It's slightly different. So I'll ask you the same question. Uh, do you take on revenue targets in the product team? So, well, I'm going to be innovative here and say that we also do OKRs. <laughs> so uh, it's not that different to what we heard already. Uh, and the, way, uh, the reason why we introduce OKRs is to ensure that alignment across all functions. Uh, so we, we do have uh, targets or objectives at company level. And uh, let's say our main objective is based on GMB. Uh, and then all other uh, KPIs and objectives uh, cascade from there. Uh, so we do have uh, GMB and ultimately also revenue objectives for products. But as Rafa said, uh, we normally set ourselves uh, different KPIs. We, we know we can influence that revenue, but we don't have internally revenue goals, at least not at the moment. I believe we'll get there. And at some point we will optimize our product for revenue, uh, but we're not there yet. So what we're doing at the moment uh, is uh, we're basing, uh, I said there were, we have two different uh, big areas of responsibility. One is customer, the other one is operation. We also have slightly different KPIs for those two areas. So uh, for customer, uh, we're more focused on conversion rates and number of bookings. Uh, for the customer areas that are more focused on engagement, we also have KPIs in terms of organic leads uh, or app downloads, uh, that type of stuff. Uh, on the operational side, we are more focused on operational efficiency, which could be related to the cost of a booking, the cost of a new listing, uh, the time which it takes for us to close a booking or to, uh, re or to list uh, a property. So ultimately, everything goes uh, towards uh, that GMB goal at company level, but we know that each one of us can contrib contribute in different ways. Uh, and we set our KPIs based on that. Very good. Thank you, Blanca, for sharing specific examples. I'm sure it helps, um, you know, everyone, the listeners as well. Okay, so now next, uh, we have spoken about the team structure and the team KPI. Let's move towards something that is quite a struggle for most of the product leaders everywhere, um, hiring, right? As startups, we compete against established organizations to attract uh, product talents. So what is your hiring strategy in attracting product people? Um, you can feel free to share example of any interesting benefits or perks that you have for the product team. So Blanca, would you start? Yeah. Okay. So, well, I have to agree that it's very challenging to, to hire product managers. And in our case, now that we are preparing to scale considerably, uh, this is going to be uh, an increasing challenge for us. So one of the things we do at Spot at Home is that we are really uh, active uh, in the startup community. And we are hosting lots of events, meetups, uh, conferences. We have people from the office both in the product, uh, UX, and technical areas, giving those uh, conferences, let's say, and we're also bringing experts from time to time. So we are also like creating brand awareness and uh, people yeah. get to know also our culture. Uh, so I think that really works. 
we we also try to partner with other people out there so we've uh, done uh, uh, we've hosted recruitment events with iron hack and uh, women hack uh, also focused for more like the female community yeah. in tech uh, and those have been very popular uh, so we also invite other companies and we we take a lot uh, there are lots of uh, candidates coming here interviewing not only for us for other but for other companies as well. So that has been really successful. And we have also partnered with a local uh, company that is called Product Lab. Uh, they are training product managers uh, for people that want to become a product manager or product managers that want to improve their skills. So this is a source of product managers for us. We have some of our product managers teaching there as well. Uh, and we also, sometimes invite people from Spot at Home to do uh, that training course and to, because we encourage internal uh, promotions as well. Yeah. So as an example, one of our engineers, uh, developers, she became a product manager recently. Uh, she knows our operations really well. She wanted to change uh, her career path. Uh, so we're also very open to that because our operations are very complex. Uh, so it's good to have internal logic uh, knowledge as well. Uh, so we also invest on yeah that's good yeah. it's, it's so, good to know yeah it's what a home you have a lot of um engagement within within the com community to improve your yeah. employer branding right so it's very good yeah. i think most startups actually struggle with this uh, it's actually the brand awareness mm -hmm. yeah uh, rafa how about yourself uh yeah i guess uh blanca is gonna agree with me on the the fact that madrid the community here is i mean madrid is is the Kind of the capital of the country so you find many corporates and big companies uh, yeah. competing for you know hiring talent uh, mm -hmm. so what we do is we just focus on the things that uh, set us apart uh, for example we have an environment where if you if you're looking for a challenge and a, mm -hmm. and a, and a huge challenge uh, then, and then and grow professionally and learn uh, then you know we offer that um, we offer a lot of autonomy, uh, which is another problem that you might have in a, in a corporate where you don't feel that impact. Um, the speed and the agility that we have here and the path that we, we go. Um, but to be honest, it's quite tricky. So it's, it's not so, so easy. So one of the things that we do is, I mean, it's a very basic idea, but it's, if you cannot really find the talent, uh, you cannot develop the talent and you, you, you build the talent. So we hire for the potential. Uh, and then we, we put the effort to, you know, to help, uh, you know, the, the, the people to grow and become, you know, for example, product manager or uh, to develop the skills that, that we need. Um, but again, it takes time. So it's not always an option. Um, and then, you know, for the, for the kind of the, the benefits that we have, there's, there is one that I would like to mention, which is the zero policy. I think it's working quite well, uh, meaning that, you know, there is no set number of holidays. Uh, so you can take as, you know, as many days as you want. Uh, and it's, we are pretty flexible. Uh, again, we are focused on results and, you know, we, we trust each other uh, and, you know, the, the teams, they have the ownership. Uh, so as soon as we get there and we get closer to the objective, then, you know, you, you figure out how to get there. <laughs> uh, and I, I think that's, quite popular, like uh, people here like uh, the zero policy. Mm 
Yeah. Yeah, of course. I'm hearing it now. I also want to join you, right? Like no yeah, no <laughs> limit to the number of holiday. Yeah. Very good. And yeah. I also like that you've mentioned that you know you develop uh, talent in-house, that you invest in people and develop them to the role uh, that they want to be. So it's really, really good. Gaurav, is there anything interesting in Zipjet that you like to share in your hiring strategy? Yeah, but before that, I will. I would like to send my CV to Rafa. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, uh, coming back, yeah, for sure. So I think one of the challenges is definitely to hire the product people because, in my opinion, this is a very challenging role, and it's not kind of a switch role. And by switch, I mean a zero or one. Yeah. So, for example, if I'm hiring a software engineer or somebody like. Uh, uh, like a data scientist or something, I can give a case study in which there is going to be a result. So I can say zero or one. For a product manager, even if we do a case study, it could be, I mean, there could be cases where it is completely dark, but there could be some cases where it is between the gray zone and the white zone. So it is a bit complicated and challenging. Uh, because it's, I think, a very uh, important role, and that's why it is challenging. But here in Berlin, I will say we are kind of in a good situation that Berlin is a very active startup community. So we do also have a lot of participation in meetups. We also host some, not that much, but we do host some meetups and events. Uh, and th therefore, we kind of get people uh, from there. And also we have local job boards here in Berlin. We do get our postings on, for example, uh, Mind the Product Jobs Board, which is one of a very big, I will say, lead generator for us. And uh, sometimes we do get good candidates across the world from there. So we are using different platforms, of course, LinkedIn and all. Uh, but it's definitely a challenging and kind of goes with, with the flow on how things are. Uh, coming to the perks and also we do offer, for example, the startup perks. So like free drinks and also those are common. Uh, we don't have, uh, you know, uh, kind of a role where we say that only some specific people are supposed to do it. So we believe in flat hierarchy. Everyone who is coming up with something which is justifiable, that definitely matters. So kind of echoing the same like what Rafa and Branka mentioned, that we do also promote a lot of internal promotions or internal talent for people who want to transform into, let's say, product manager role. And we did that in the past and also continuously doing it. One of the advantage of that is that we don't have to then train people from fresh. Yeah, So it's also a challenge for them, which they accept. So these are definitely, uh, I will say, a couple of those things on which we kind of keep on rota uh, rotating. We do have perks. Of course, we try to offer as much as competitive salary as market. So that is one of the thing. Uh, and then we offer free laundry to every employee every month. Wow. So one of the perks. And yeah, general other startup perks, like I, I believe almost every startup does. So I won't go get into that. Yeah, but general feeling about that. Right. Thank you, Gaurav. I like that you say, you know, playing to the strength of a startup, right? Um, so you have more autonomy. You're able to voice your um, ideas yeah. and get that uh, seen through to implementation. So that is yeah. one key thing that definitely startups has um, a strength against the established organization. Yeah. Okay. 
So before we wrap up, um, you know, let me just summarize a few notes that I've uh, gotten throughout this session. So um, in terms of setting up the team, we've seen that there's a lot of evolution from um, small teams or single focus to multiple teams now with multiple focus that supports the business, right? Um, in Blanca, she mentioned that there is a team that supports the customer and then there's a team that supports the internal system and then there's another team that supports the platform. So as the uh, business grows, it shows that the product teams also evolve in terms of the team structure to support the business accordingly. And then uh, in terms of the KPIs, OKR seems to be quite a very popular theme across everyone. So most of the um, teams are set up to, towards a single goal. So that's very good to keep alignment across everybody. Um, and then in terms of hiring, um, the definitely key takeaway here is to be more active in the startup community, to create more brand awareness, uh, playing to your strength as a startup, which is to give people more autonomy. Um, and I really like the one that Rafa mentioned, where you can get as many holidays as you want. So that is a really good one, Rafa. <laughs> All right. So lastly, a huge thanks to all of our panelists today, Blanca, Rafa, and Garaf, for sharing your insights. Um, back to you, Mike. Thank you, Evie. Well done. So yeah, that's the scale-up heroes uh, of the week. And of course, uh, for the next upcoming uh, years, you will hear a lot about them. So congratulations, guys, for the amazing track record that you have. Great moderation, Ivy. Uh, congratulations and thanks again for joining another panel now in the moderator role. So communication is and alignment is always the same topics that we keep talking and talking and talking every single week and um, year at the podcast. So um, yeah, that's that's Killer Puros. Uh, feel free to um, share our podcast today and let's some of your product leaders uh, know more tips about how to scale up companies with some of the best tech companies uh, in the world. Thank you for being on that side. And yeah, feel free also to let us know uh, if you'd like us to invite one of the scale ups of your city. So typically over 50 employees post series A who are scaling quick. And yeah, we, we are really open to any country, any nation, and we want really to have very diverse panels uh, week after week. See you next week. And thank you so much for the panelists again, and for you, Ivy, uh, Blanca, Gaurav, and Raf. See you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.